2021. Welcome to the first episode of this year of the One Man Ride podcast. I am your host, as always, Michael Ward. It's been a while since we've been doing this. Um, Obviously, we know all the craziness that went on last year. Um, Just hoping that this year goes off without a hitch. That song I played was because this week... This weekend was the first high school games I got to go see in person in a year. Um, And when I got in my car on Sunday morning to drive to Kentucky to watch Montgomery Bell versus Culver, as I opened up my garage door, I started playing this song. And just, I, I had a big smile on my face. It was happy time. I was very excited. It, it gave me a little um, spring in my step, and I'm sure everyone else who's listening here, that means you're, you, love, you love lacrosse, that you're probably excited as well. Um, we had a summer of, of club, uh, club lacrosse, and I'm sure that scratched a lot of itches. I mean, I was at a lot of tournaments. I saw a lot of playing. It just doesn't do it for me. I like the camaraderie, um, the team aspect um, the, the pride of a high school team, a high school program, you know, not everybody on that program is looking to go play at the next level. They're just playing for their, for the, the, the name on the front. And, and I love that. And I love the innocence almost of the high school game. Uh, I think the club circuit is, is tough and it's, and it's for kids who want to make that next jump. Um, and it can be a little cutthroat and, um, I just think the innocence of, of high school sports in general 
is great. So that that got me fired up, um, and I hope it got you guys fired up. I hope I hope we're ready for this year. Um, so the last few months, just I sort of stayed away. I, I don't think anyone needed another voice in in to lament what was going on to you know, spout off about what their issues were during this. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people had a hard time. And I and I feel very badly for, for people who had a hard time with this. Uh, me, personally, I'm lucky because I, I don't, as an older man, I don't do, any, do much anymore. I know it was rough on my kids. I know it was rough on all your kids or all, all the kids listening. Um, hopefully, we're through it. I hope, I mean, I know we're still questioning things, but hopefully this is the beginning of the end, and this new year will be very cathartic, and, and get all your energy out, and, and play your best, and, and just remember, you know, whenever you get tired, or whenever you're, you're, you're like, oh, I don't want to put in that extra work, just think, how did you feel when it got taken away from you? Um, and if that doesn't work, maybe maybe that's not the right thing for you. But I, all I know is I got a text message from my son at 1 o'clock in the morning last night that I actually didn't see till this morning because I was sleeping. But he, at 1 o'clock in the morning, he's like, oh, if you hear some noise, I'm downstairs working out. And that's, you know, I woke up and I smiled and it made me happy. They're still in um, hybrid, so every other day they go to school. Uh, some of you are fully back in the school. Some of you aren't in school at, at all. Um, and I know the seasons are different, and I know the seasons are pushed back. I know Michigan got pushed back an extra week from when they were actually going to start. Um, Illinois, I'm not sure what's going on there. Indiana started officially this week. I applaud Indiana. I applaud what they've done during, during this whole thing. Um, I've been very happy living here I'm originally from Chicago. I can't tell you how many people from Chicago had called me and said, uh, we're going to move there, we're leaving, you know, we're in the public schools and we can't get in. And, and, and just, I mean, I've been hearing it from everywhere across the Midwest, actually some friends down south. And, um, and, I'm, and, and I love what Indiana did. They played football in the fall. Uh, they had the state championships and everything there. It looks like, I think as far as I know, everything is normal for the season. The IHSLA, which is the Indiana High School Lacrosse Association, um, I think has done a great job. I, I applaud them, They um, I, I, and I've applauded them before. I like how they, since they're their own entity, they're not part of the, um, the actual high school association, they're their own entity, but they work with the high school association uh, on guidance. But they, they've been doing everything they can to try to make it work well. Um, I just went on their website. I just downloaded all the um, different rosters of different teams. Uh, everything about their website was easy, everything they've done, so I applaud them and I, and I applaud the state. And I think as far as the Midwest, they were the first ones in. Uh, I think Ohio starts up soon, and I can't wait to go. So... Uh, what we're looking forward to this year, and, and okay, if, if you want to find the, the bright spot, uh, so I think Illinois goes later into the year. I think Michigan might go later into the year. So that's going to actually make, make it easier for me to go see more games. 
Um, I think last, the last full year was, was two years ago. I got 55 games in. I plan on beating that this year. Um, and it's going to go into June. So it's, so it's doable. And I think since some of the, some of them need to get these games, there might be back to back to back to back games. So if I go to, I might be able to go to Michigan and get a game on Tuesday, catch a game on Wednesday, stay overnight and catch a game on Wednesday, uh, zip to Cleveland, catch a game on Thursday, hit Columbus on Friday, hit Cincinnati on Saturday, back to India. I mean, I could be on the road. And um, the, the funny thing is, is people are always like, you know, hey, you're nuts. You know, why are you doing this? And, you know, the, I guess it's, I'm retired and, and it's something that I enjoy. I enjoy watching it, obviously. And, uh, you know, it gives you sort of a purpose, you know. It gives you sort of something to do. And everyone's like, well, what does your wife think about it? She must hate it and whatever. It was our 22nd anniversary on Saturday. She was the one literally pushing me out the door to go watch lacrosse. She was, you got to go. Go, go, go. Um, she could tell, Just, I guess, my demeanor just was a little different. Like, oh, look, I have something to look forward to. Um, it could get a little tiresome sitting in your house day after day, as, as all of you know. So I'm planning on being on the road, and she's 100% for it. Um, she's as supportive as can be. Go ahead, do it. Have fun. Um, you know, I also have to catch my son. He's still a senior, so he'll be playing as well. So i got to catch uh, some of his games. And um, But there are so many kids that I have seen since they were nine. There's nine kids that were nine years old who are now seniors. Um, and they're all spread all over. And I've, and, and, you know, and, and I love watching them. So I can't wait to go see these kids in their last year uh, finishing off. Some will go on to the next level. Some aren't going on to the next level. That's fine. It's just, it's just the end of a journey in one way for me and the beginning of another one because now it's like I could almost focus my attention more on the overall game as opposed to the nostalgia of seeing these young kids. Now it's, I'm, I'm learning about the new kids in the region. Uh, as going to all the tournaments this summer and last summer and fall and spring and, and box and winter, um, I know a ton of these kids. I've, sit, I've, got little, I've written little scouting reports personally of my own, what team they're on, what school they're at, what I'm looking forward to to see. And that's... Uh, that's exciting. That's exciting, and I hope it's exciting to you guys to listen to me do this. I mean, there are podcasts. There's podcasts coming out, you know, you're behind. There's so many of them. Uh, and my podcast isn't going to be – I'm not one to – I mean, sometimes I get a little, you know, salty, and I get a little angry about certain things, and I vent. But, again, it's it's my podcast, and I can vent. You could turn it off. That's the, the simple thing. But my podcast is going to be about – the Midwest lacrosse scene. It's going to be about players. It's going to be about the parents that I, that I encounter and talk to and their stories and the coaches and how they react and the coaches and how they talk with me and, and, and let me know what's going on. Um, that's something that's, that's just, that's great. I, I'm today, uh, today's Monday, um, the 8th, and today I have been, I'm texting with at least five high school coaches from different states and different areas. Um, and just, you know, catch it up. Hey, how does your team look? Uh, 
Uh, how do you feel? You know, it's so hard for all these coaches because there's kids on their team two years ago who might have been five feet tall, 105 pounds, who are now 5'11", 5'10", and men. Uh, and all of a sudden, those are the kids that it's so hard to figure out um, because th- they were not entities, and a whole year in high school is a lot. So when everyone asked me, who would you pick uh, rank the teams, and I said, listen, I could have ranked the teams last year. I could rank the teams this year based on who I know still on the team but there is going to be the kid who comes out of nowhere, and you're going to go, oh, my God, I haven't seen that kid. And, oh, he was a freshman. He didn't even play. And now uh, he's a sophomore, and he's, he's grown. Or the, or the big jump, the sophomore to junior year. And that's usually my favorite jump is some coaches don't like to put sophomores on varsity. Even if they're good, some coaches just don't like to have a sophomore on varsity. They think they might need a little more maturity or a little more. Th- so all of a sudden, these kids are juniors. Well, I know teams now that were loaded as sophomores. I'll give you an example, Loyola Academy. Last year, they, had a, they have a super sophomore class last year. And I've been seeing these kids play for years. And I said... I don't know if they would win the state championship. They had a great senior class, too. Um, but I didn't know if they would win uh, the state championship versus Nutrier if they were playing them or whatever. I f- figured Nutrier Loyola would be whatever round it would be. Uh, as Nutrier might have been more mature, top to bottom, and, and these sophomores would have gotten their first taste. Well, they missed their sophomore year, but they all played in the, in the, you know, in the summer. Uh, a lot of them are recruits, big-time recruits, and they're juniors now, and they're ready. And I'm like, okay, this is the class I was waiting to see. I was waiting to see that class at Loyola, junior class. Granted, there are some great seniors on their team, but the junior class was the class that I've been waiting for since, since these kids were U11s and, and, and then U13s. I think those ages have changed now. That's how long ago I was watching them. But, like, that's a team that... They are stacked. Um, I know that team is stacked. Uh, other teams that uh, of that ilk are like that. Do I think um, Brother Rice all of a sudden is not going to be a great team? No. I mean, they've got a track record. I know that people have sent me messages and said things like, oh, Brother Rice, uh, their, their time is done, their time is over. And I said, I've heard that, you know, for 16 straight years, and I think they've only lost one state championship in that time. Um, I think that's wishful thinking. I think what happened in the Midwest, and I think what is happening in the Midwest, is there's just more teams, and teams are getting better. So it's not like these top-heavy states anymore. You know, it used to be you could pick the two teams in Illinois, and you could pick two or three teams maybe in Michigan, and two or three teams in Ohio. Um, you can't anymore. You can't. And that's the beauty of it. And I'm growing with that. So as it grows, I want to help it grow. I want to be its mouthpiece. I want to be the guy out there doing it for no other reason than I think I owe the sport. I think, I think the sport has been very good to me. I think I was lucky enough to have a, a, a son who played it. And it gave me the time to spend the first 18 years with my son as he goes off to college next year. I know that he has learned lessons that will, that will 
that will make him a better person, that will protect him in the future because of mistakes he might have made, because of talks we had. So I feel like I owe it to him, and I want to pass this kind of exuberance about the sport to all the other parents who I know who feel the same way, and I know that is because they talk to me about it. So I guess what I'm asking at, at this point is, is saying, uh, help me. Help me out. You know, I'm not a um, guy that sits there and says, oh, I want to have all these Twitter followers and I want to have all this. Uh, but I know to get a bigger spotlight on the region, uh, I need to have a bigger spotlight to try to get that spotlight. So if you like this game and you know people who like it, Tell them about my podcast. Uh, tell them about my Twitter account if they want to follow. Tell others. Tell the coaches. Tell this. I want to be as involved as whatever. I don't want to take credit for anything. I want to assist. I'm the advocate. I don't want the story to be about me. I want to push the story of Midwest lacrosse out there. Um, the funny thing is, is now that I get other states that – aren't Midwest states who have said like, oh, can you include us in the Midwest because we're not getting anyone talking about it like you are. That makes me very happy. It makes me happy when people come up to me and say, hey, really enjoy listening to it. Um, that gives you the, the spring in your step because I could tell you this earlier, This and, and one of the reasons why I sort of logged off and, and, and sort of just got away is because when there's nothing going on with the sport, and that's what I want to talk about, you know, people start just nitpicking about things, and I got a lot of messages about, I don't know, that I that I was shilling for certain lacrosse programs and, and, and bashing others. I've never bashed a lacrosse program in the world. Believe me, there's issues that I know about lacrosse programs, and I've never said them. Uh, I've never said what program's done it. I have never done that. Um, the people who tell me these things, if they have an issue, they should bring it up. It's not to me to be the one to tell me, and I'll be the one who puts it out there. That's I've never done it. Um, I hope all the teams are successful. I hope they do best by their children. I have never had an issue with a team charging a lot of money. I know a lot of people go crazy about that, but it's the economy, and if you're willing to pay it, then it's worth it. If you're pay that the market will dictate it. If you're charging too much money for a club or a team or a tournament or whatever, no one will show up if it's too much. That's what sets the price. The price keeps going up because it keeps getting paid. Um, is that bad for the sport? It could be. Um, it might take out kids who can't afford it uh, from experiencing it. Again, this will be something we talk about later. This was something that was an issue before about, you know, maybe having a, a park district type thing or, or a grade school system that is not as expensive um, versus the club. Uh, clubs can help. I know a lot of clubs who, who, who will flat out help a kid out and, if they can't afford it. Um, I know, I, I actually, I think, I don't think I've ever heard of a club that that wouldn't do it. That doesn't offer it. Um, this is, by and large, lacrosse people are good people. Um, you know, I mean, maybe it's just because it's 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 not a sport where it's where there might be prima donnas or it, or it gets it, it could get bad at some point. But from from all my understanding, every coach I've met, there hasn't been any real pricks. 
maybe one or two, but for the most part, I've always, they've been so nice to me and whatever. So again, uh, back to the whole mission statement of this is I want everyone to help me to help this. If you care about it, uh, you could also think I'm completely full of crap and say, Oh, screw this guy. We don't care. We don't want to listen. That's fine too. Um, then just don't listen or, or don't follow or, or you could think what you want. Anybody who's met me knows usually that I'm a, I have a lot of integrity and I care about the game and I care about the people and I love talking to people. <laughs> I talk too much. Obviously, I have a podcast of me just talking. I flip on the microphone and I just start speaking. Um, so, again, my Twitter account is uh, at One Man Ride. Uh, my email is mfw at onemanride.net. Um, send me messages. Send me DMs. Uh, let me know what you want. Um, another thing that, I, that I've gone through for the last, God, seven months is recruiting. Uh, I talk to a lot of high school coaches. I talk to a lot of club coaches. I talk to a lot of college coaches about recruiting. It's been a crazy year. Um, these poor kids, and, uh, it's, it's, a rough, it's a rough, rough situation. I know it. I know these kids are going through a lot. It's just, and, and it's still going. I mean, some of, the, some of the season in college has been canceled. There's kids on those teams who haven't played in two years. Uh, kids are transferring. How does that affect your kids who are sophomores, juniors, seniors? It does. It's going to affect it. Um, you can't put your head in the sand. So what I've loved is that there has been coaches that have been as helpful as possible. Uh, I've had a lot of parents call me and ask if I could help in any way. I absolutely will try to help anybody who asks. I believe I've probably posted every video I can because if I can get two more eyes on it and other coaches' eyes, I've had a lot of coaches send me a message. Send him my info. Send him my info. Send him my info. Um, another thing that I've really uh, liked is a kid on a team who asked me to help him, and he might play for one club, and I've had club coaches from other teams call me and say, hey, let me see what I could do. Um, I tweeted about it, and, and I, and I want to... Give a shout out to just two of them that have been, I mean, a lot of guys, but two guys who are consistently there. Uh, Chris Garland, um, coach of Detroit Country Day. Uh, he's the college director or director for one of the directors for uh, Juice Cherries. Uh, he knows a ton of coaches. I was dealing with a player earlier this summer, or actually, like right after the Under Armour. And He's not, this player was not one of Chris Garland's players. And, but I knew Chris knew some of these coaches, and I called him, and, and he called me back, and I'm telling you this story, I, again, I don't mean to embarrass him, but I just want to tell you what went out of the way. And he called a coach, he called me right back, and said, here is this coach's number, give it to your player, have him call, he's expecting his call. I mean, that's, that's just so above and beyond that I, I had to let that be known that 
That's the kind of thing that's going on. Another coach, I had another player, another coach, Mark Barudich. Uh, he's a new program director for Midwest Express. They've only been in business, uh, God, a year and a half. Nice time to start that. Um, he also has reached out and said, hey, let me reach out and see what I could do through the whole express program the whole express program has put more kids in college than anybody and he said let me see if we could use the weight of of our whole program to help out i mean that's wonderful that's wonderful i mean i know a lot of these coaches of these programs know know a lot of coaches and they help it out i just these were just two that came to me. Like, I didn't ask. They came to me and said, hey, I saw this tweet about these, these guys. Um, let me help. Let me see who I can call. Let me see what I can do. And they didn't ask for this credit. They didn't ask. They don't want it. I'm probably embarrassing them. I'm probably some, somehow, somewhere, somebody will be upset about it. Uh, I don't know why, but it just seems to happen. Um, but I wanted to give them a shout out and show you the kind of the, the kind of community that we do have. Um, it's just it's just above and beyond, and that's and, and, and that's the the part that that I love. I love I love that a parent came up to me this weekend and said thank you so much for just trying to help. And I said all i could do is make a call and hopefully something happens why wouldn't i try to help if i could make one call or something or i know someone who could make a call why wouldn't i do that i'm a big believer in karma and if i could help somebody out it'll help out in the end uh or they'll help somebody else out because someone helped them out i don't see any downside to it um the only part that i get upset or unhappy about is if it doesn't work out for the player um, and again, I think some players and some parents might have an unreal, uh, unrealistic expectation and it's hard to say to somebody, um, maybe you're not a D one player, or maybe you're not that level of a D one player. Like maybe you're not supposed to go to Duke. Um, uh, so there's different, there's different levels, there's different things. And, and I, I think, uh, as people are becoming more accustomed to this sport, they're starting to see how it works. They're starting to not look at a D2 and think that's bad. When you say D2, people used to be like, oh, it's D2. I'm like, are you kidding? Go watch some D2 lacrosse. Uh, go watch. I, 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 I gave a recommendation to somebody who was a tweener, let's say. He had D1 offers and D2 offers, and I went through it and said, well, let's, let's look at this D1 school. And let's compare where it might be and what they're offering and what's going to happen as opposed to this D2 school, which they would, what one's going to be the better life for you? Um, you know, one might not be in the best weather. One might be in Florida. Uh, one, you know, this might have your major. This one doesn't. You know, if you have the choice, go to the one that's better for you because you might not like lacrosse after a year in, in college, and then you might be at that school, and will you still like it? So, I mean, we, I, I've gone through this a whole bunch of times and talked about it before, and I know it's, uh, 
beating a dead horse, but there might be new listeners who, and we'll get into this as the season goes on and talks about it and, you know, with get different guests and different things. Um, but that's, that's part of the whole, the excitement I get. And I don't know if you could tell, but I'm literally like excited and, and, and fired up. Uh, it's hard for me to not like get all riled up, but I, it's that kind of thing. Um, so now let me just talk about my first weekend of of lacrosse. Uh, well, actually, let's let's back up. Last week there was a scrimmage between HSE Hamilton Southeastern and Culver at Culver, um, and it was someone live streamed it, so I got to watch it um, because they weren't allowing anybody there. Uh, and again, that's their choice. That's their choice. I know a lot of parents were upset. I can understand if your child's playing. I can understand you, you might have been upset. It's the school's choice. They've got other things to worry about. But it was live stream, so I got to watch it. So I have very high hopes for Hamilton Southeastern this year at Indiana Powerhouse. Let's say I think the, two, the top three schools in Indiana this year will be HSE, uh, Carmel, and Cathedral. The defending champion is Cathedral. Uh, the year before it was Hamilton Southeastern, and if anyone knows, Carmel's been in it all the time. Um, I really, I, I, I thought last year Hamilton Southeastern was going to shock a lot of people because they have some players that people don't know who I knew, and I said they're going to freak out when they see them, uh, so they didn't get them last year. Still going to happen this year. I'll probably give the names out now. Um, some people know. but uh, So I got to watch that game. And again, I mean, first of all, if you've seen Culver, it's just an unbelievable team. They're so fun to watch. Um, I like to say that I'm watching the players that all of, uh, all of the ESPN guys and, and inside lacrosse guys will be talking about in two or three years and saying, oh, my God, these guys are great. Uh, I mean, just for instance, Owen Hiltz. I've been talking about Owen Hiltz for two years. How He's the, the best player I've ever seen. He's unbelievable. Um, and then I see last week Paul Carcaterra, who I love uh, doing ESPN, raving about him. And I'm like, oh, okay, welcome to the party. You know, I've been, ta- I've been telling everybody about this kid for two years. He was un- I, I, so much so that when other teams would play him, I would always say, watch that one. And if you ever saw him in person, he's not the He's not an imposing figure at all. Like you wouldn't think this. You wouldn't think he was an athlete or anything. And then you see him on a field in just the hands. It's he's unbelievable. Please watch him. But I'm watching these players. Michael Robinson when they're going crazy about him, and I'm like, oh yeah, I was watching him three years ago. Uh, was it three years ago? Four years ago? Um, you know, it's a one and a half hour drive from my house. I go up there whenever I can and watch the games. I also follow them everywhere. Usually they start off the year playing games right around here. So they started off with HSC, and that I got to watch that on, on, on the um, live stream. And then on Saturday, Culver came to Indianapolis, and they played Cathedral, who was also the, the defending champs. I said it was the defending state champs versus the defending national championship. I thought I'd get absolutely creamed for that because people are like, oh, it's no national championship. But I actually think Culver was considered a co-national championship two years ago. Don't remember. Don't quote me. Um, 
but you get to see these kids in person, uh, the kids who I've been seeing for a couple years, uh, and seeing it in person, seeing the warm-ups, seeing the coaches. Um, you know, you see, again, if you haven't watched Culver, the precision, even in their workouts, even in their warm-ups, it's a military school. They have everything on lock. It's boom, boom, boom. It's like marching. It's very organized. It's, it's quite a spectacle to watch. What I did love is they were warming up and Cathedral came out and they're chirping and chirping and chirping. Cathedral didn't care that it was Culver. They didn't care. They know all about Culver. They know kids that were actually on their championship team two years ago was literally playing against them at Culver on Saturday. So it's not like they don't know each other. The kids played there. But they didn't go in there like, oh, we're going to get blown out. They came in there ready to play. They actually scored the first goal. It was one nothing Cathedral. Um, and it was, a, it was a fight. It was, I mean, the, the, they went at it. You know, they went at it. You, you have to look at the lineup of, of, uh, of Culver. I mean, I can just go down the list right now as I'm looking at one of their, as I'm looking at one of their rosters. Um, here are the here are the recruiting. Here's here's the players who are committed: Notre Dame, Colgate, Army, Princeton, Notre Dame, Michigan, Denver, Army, Penn, North Carolina, Duke, Swarthmore, Harvard, Dartmouth, Ohio State, Emerson, Bellarmine, Utah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, the week before Hamilton Southeastern played them, they didn't back down. That is a public high school in central Indiana playing this team. This is, a, this is an opportunity for people to play, and I tell people all the time. It's not about, oh, the score ended up being 22 to something. Try holding off this squad. Not only that, their defense is relentless. They don't let up. So when you go out there, if you try to lay down, they're still going to thump you. Go in there with a fight. Well, Cathedral went in there with a fight. Cathedral's not small. Um, they have a player on their team who, Jeffrey Otzinger, who when you see this kid in person, like, I, I'm not small. I'm, I'm 5'11", 235. I'm fat. This kid is 6'2", 215. He's a solid muscle. He's a middle linebacker, I believe, probably going playing D1 football, and he can play lacrosse. He's a lefty attackman, and he let him he let it known that he's playing. I mean, it was great. I was five feet away from just watching him bang, watching him bang, and the other kids are going at it, banging, and I'm like, this is great. This is it. This was the excitement. I was ecstatic. Plus, what it did give me is the first two games of Two of the teams in Indiana, who I think are two of the top contenders. Um, I will say this. I started out the year preseason saying Hamilton Southeastern should be the favorite. In my mind, just again, this is not this is a year removed. Right now, I thought Hamilton Southeastern. I saw some things against Culver that let's say they were you you get you you get to see mistakes. There were questions I had about Cathedral coming in. They lost a, a top-level uh, face-off guy. I mean, 
dominant, who changed most of the games. I mean, he was great. Do they have a new face-off guy? Well, it looks like they got a new face-off guy. They got a, they got a new kid, Ali Asip, showed up. They also lost a great goalie, this new goalie that came in, Jack Emkow. Now I happen to know him because he plays on my son's travel team. Uh, he stood there. Again, both days, both goalies I thought played great, and I think 20 goals were scored on him. But if you see the shooters that they were going against and, and the stops they made, they played great. And I sit there and I smile and I, and I tell the parents and I've said the things, I'm like, man, your goalie played great. Now the greatest compliment, so, so after the, 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 the cathedral game, um, which I thought was great, I, I had a blast watching it. Weather was great, parents were great, it was just a fun time. The next day they were playing in, in Kentucky against Montgomery Bell. I drove to Montgomery. I drove to Kentucky. I went to the uh, King Louis Sports Complex in Le- in Louisville, Kentucky. What a complex that is! A box facility, an outdoor facility. As I've said before to people who've listened to the show, if you if you turn your back on Kentucky lacrosse and think, oh, they're a team in the they're teams from the South, they don't play lacrosse. One of these days, they're going to come up and punch you right in the mouth. They all play box. They're all box players. Um, uh, the majority uh, right now, if you watch St. X in Kentucky or Trinity in Kentucky, you see the box element. You actually see the box element everywhere. You see, you go to Ohio, they have a high school box league. They play for championships. They were playing the high schools. That should be the model. I've said that before. Um, when I saw Dublin Kaufman two years ago in the championship game, not even in the championship game, but in one of the regular season's games I went to, and I saw um, Evan James, um, Nick Harris, and Ethan Tyak. It, they, the way they circled, the way they played, the way they moved off each other, it looked they were playing box lacrosse just on the field. They, I mean, they were playing box, and they won the, they won the state championship. And then I go throughout Ohio, and you see elements of it. Same thing about Kentucky, same thing with L4, uh, LKS, uh, Resolute's a great box program in, in Ohio. Um, again, that's, I know I'm all over the place, just a little excited. Uh, but we went to, uh, I went to, the, the, to that center to watch Montgomery Bell. Montgomery Bell also uh, just a, a great team. I mean, a great team who just happened to run into a buzzsaw. Uh, and what was scary was, I want to say that the scary part was the, uh, I'm looking at my thing, the players who scored for, uh, who scored for Culver in that game. So Ty English, who's going to North Carolina. I mean, he had two goals. Jack Gray, he's going to Duke. Uh, had one. And Griffin Skein, who's a junior, he's going to Penn. He had three. Um, which, oh, Nick Rude, I think it's how you say his name, he's a sophomore. He had two goals. Um, Braden Harris, I'm trying to think where, uh, oh yeah, Braden, or Braden Saris, I'm sorry, Braden Saris, he had three goals. Princeton, 
and then you get uh, a kid who I've watched since he was a U11, and I didn't even know it was him. I watched this number on Saturday, and I didn't know who, and I kept saying, who's number 19? Who's number 19? And it turns out it's a kid that I've been watching since he was 11, Luke Macaluso, who I, I completely had forgotten that he went that he went to Culver. I, I see it on, on Saturday night, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited because, you know, I watched him play as a youngster. He's a freshman, scored five goals. Uh, you know, five goals. His third game at Culver, he's starting as a freshman. Uh, so if you think the future is a little bright there, yeah, so you just had a sophomore, a freshman, um, and then uh, Gavin, uh, Gavin Howard, I'm not sure. Oh, another sophomore. Another sophomore. Uh, uh, ben uh, Trumbull, he's a senior. He's going to Colgate, so he had one. Hayden Summer, uh, he's a junior. I watched Hayden play. Um, I think I watched him play in the Under Armour tournament. And I'm like, oh, who's that kid? They're like, oh, he's another Culver kid. So you had, I mean, just. That's that's like a murderer's row. You just you can't get away from it. Now again, the goalie for Montgomery Bell, Ramsey uh, Ramsey Cole, he's going to center, uh, which is a, a school in Kentucky. He made some great stops. What I was saying earlier is when you get the Culver parents who've seen it all and done it, traveling to all these things, and they compliment other players and kids on the other team. They're like, "Oh, that that kid was great. That kid was," you know. When they say that about, they said that about the goalie. Um, and the kids who scored uh, for for Montgomery Bell, I'll give uh, Austin English, uh, Luke Mernza. He's going to VMI. He had two. Uh, Tyler Love. These aren't scrubs. These teams played, but they come and battle and bash, and and it's it's just it's just it's just perfect to get the season started. Now I'm going to be hitting a couple uh, games in Indy this week. I think um, Carmel plays on Wednesday. I think we might have a Cathedral or an HSC on Tuesday. I think I have uh, another one on Thursday. I have to double-check all these things. So I'm probably going to catch in three games this week. Then I'm back to Louisville, Kentucky uh, on Saturday and Sunday to take in Culver again. And Culver takes on uh, St. X of Kentucky, San Xavier, um, who has some great players on their team, uh, Ben Hubbs, um, Hillis Burns, who I think I saw score eight goals and seven assists against our high school team uh, last year in one game. Um, again, box players, studs, uh, they're going to go up. And again, they're not walking out of that field intimidated. They might know it might, could be the, possibly the best team in the country, but they're not intimidated. I can't wait to go watch it. I can't wait to go watch it. Then Saturday, back to, Louis, uh, to the King Louis Center, and I'm watching uh, Dallas Jesuit come into town to play Culver. I mean, this is a treat. This is a treat I get. And I like to tell people, if you could go watch these kids play, if you have a child who is in grade school, come and show him. They do everything the right way. You know, I don't, I'm not a Culver grad. I don't, you know, know much about Culver. I, I never would have been able to go there. Um, but they just do it the right way. You, you watch um, 
like Adam Blind, their goalie. He he attacks the ball. He he he's like a he's like a instructor back there. He's like a he's like a, he's a general. Like you can hear him across across the field calling things out. He takes the ball. He st- how he outlets everything he does. It, it, it's it's just it's something. If you have a son who's a goalie, you should be taking him there and saying, "Watch this kid." Oh, Adam's just going to Harvard. Um, just so you know, that's you know. Just something. And then there is my favorite player who I've tweeted about and 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 Jaden Smith. Uh he's an LSM. He's from Canada. Um you know, LSMs don't get a lot of attention. They don't get a lot of publicity. They don't, you know, they're not on the field a lot. Um I happen to see all of Jaden's videos of him growing up and playing. Uh, his father sent them to me. Um, this is a young man who plays for the Six Nations Arrows, Junior A box team in Canada. Quite possibly one of the best box teams there is. He plays with a pole at Culver. He can stick handle with a pole better than most people could do it just with a, with a shorty. Um, it is absolutely something to see. He is, he is a ball of muscle, just explodes, picks up ground balls. If he gets an open shot, his windup is one of the most violent and just, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I have a blast watching him. I love telling people, you should keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on the LSM. Now, mind you, there's kids who are going to Duke. There are kids who are going to Notre Dame. There are kids who are going to North Carolina, Michigan. And I'm saying, watch the LSM. And then people are like, oh, that is, that is something. That's fun. Um, maybe I have the spot. I like that. I love D-Middies. I like the kids who are busting their ass doing stuff. But, I, again, if you can go and watch these kids, I stress you. I stress it to you to do it. If, there's a, if it's on a live stream, watch it. If you have young kids, watch them. There were a bunch of kids who were behind us at the King Louis Center, and their parents were turning around, and I saw some of the parents bringing the kids after they were just playing in the box to watch the kids. And I'm sitting there going, this is the best thing that will happen. Because, A, when you tell a kid in the Midwest or in the South, um, that kid's going to Duke. Everyone knows Duke lacrosse. Everyone knows Duke lacrosse. Everyone knows Notre Dame lacrosse. Everyone knows uh, North Carolina. And when these young kids see that kid that they're watching in person, go, he's going to be going to Duke, all of a sudden they're like, whoa, that kid can go to I'm looking at him in, in Kentucky. Now, granted, I, I think uh, uh, Jack is from California, but still, he plays in the Midwest. I like to claim him. Once you come to the Midwest uh, at Culver, I claim you as, as our own. Um, so, I, again, I'm sure I'm rambling on and talking. I don't even know how much time I've got. Um, but I'm going to wrap it up. Um, next week, we are going to have uh, our Coach Chris Garland. Again, he'll come and join um, to talk about Michigan lacrosse. Let's do an outlook of Michigan and we'll talk about some recruiting. And, uh, and I think over the next few weeks, I'm sure maybe I'll get somebody else to come on, but I'm going to have people to come on and talk about each state. Um, 
I'm the overview. I do all of the states around. But there are people in each state who concentrate on their state and know what's best about their state. I want to hear from them. I want to let them, I want to hear and I want them to, to let you know. Because we will keep a running uh, ranking during the year. I, I might put out a preseason ranking. Um, it's a little hard. And I mean, I know who I would think would be it, but I, I don't know. But we will be doing that. And I do have 30 different people helping me for each state total. Um, so we will do that. But with that being said, uh, we're going to get out of here. And I hope you enjoyed me being back as much as I enjoyed me being back. And um, again, mfw at onemanride.net is my email. At onemanride is my Twitter. DM me if you need to get a hold of me. Email me. uh, Follow me. And please, like I said... If we're going to grow this game in the Midwest, tell people about me, tell people to follow me, um, and, and let's try to grow this together. All right? Well, it was great being back, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Peace.